Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Welcome to this week's episode of Married with Movies. I'm one of your hosts, Samantha Mullet. Sitting next to me on the couch is the other host, my beautiful husband, Chris Mullet. You weren't firing on all cylinders there to begin. Because you messed up the first time you tried to start the show. And it's the first of three parts of Fast and the Furious. In case you didn't get it there. I want to make sure. No, I got it. How many car puns can I do over these not as many swerves as i got for the series so far well that that technically counts as one as well so just pretend that i said that no why come on no you can't take my bit i can take your bit i I take your your car bits (laughs) can't take your bit but i can fuck your bitch that's not even related to anything it's here, folks. The quarter mile at a time. Hey, hey, <laughs> Franchise hey. surprise. Don't, don't. Epi- episodes of Married with Movies. <laughs> yeah, because this is the first time we're, like, technically on the network and double covering something. Because they've done Halloween, we haven't done. They've done Ghostbusters, we haven't done. They did Indiana Jones, haven't done. Friday, haven't done. Yeah. So this is, this is the first incestuous... Uh, incestuous. Cool. I would love if someone's like, hmm, I'm going to check out the other Arcade Audio shows in the season. They're like, what the fuck? These people don't talk about anything else. But at least from this, you're getting a fully outside perspective on these movies, which we'll get to here very, very shortly because uh, we have three movies to talk about. And it's already 9.30, and it's the first day of our daughter's uh, uh, first grade tomorrow. And we also just came back from a vacation, so let's, let's just fucking yeah, go. I'm fucking tired as and also, yeah, I fell asleep like three times on the couch earlier. Yeah, Jillian was doing a Ninja Turtle show for you, and you're just like over here snoring like you're <laughs> fucking Shawn Michaels in 1999. I mean, you're just mad I did it first. No, I'm tired because I was up till two o'clock in the morning just watching Knives Out on TV. That's your own fault. And thinking I lost my lunchbox. <laughs> That's my life. Uh, if you're new here, that sums it up. Uh, we're also married. We have a lot of movies and we talk about those things, but we also talk about our lives and what's been going on in said lives. And we are coming back from uh, a very, very awesome vacation that we had, uh, every single year in the summer, we're going to try to at least take a vacation with Jillian to enjoy uh, her time off and to kind of commemorate, uh, commemorate her, you know, Getting older and joining a new grade. So this year we decided to go to Chicago um, to visit uh, the Podfather, Rich Gambolucci, and uh, all all the former guests on the show, essentially, that we've had. Basically. And, and other friends of the network and friends that we've had for, I mean, some of them we've had for 20 years or so. We had an amazing time. Would you agree? Yes, absolutely. Yes. We, uh, despite the fact that Getting there, as always, was a giant pain in the ass because our flight was delayed two hours just sitting on the tarmac. Um, on the way back, however, was the weirdest experience of all time. We were on a plane that was not even half full. We left early 
We left early. There was like half the plane available. I Our know. bags were there when we got off the plane. I don't know why you in insisted seconds. on still sitting on the same row. We could have all spread out. Oh, trust out. me. Trust me. If it wasn't for the fact that Jillian was with us, I would have been in the middle of a row, totally by myself. I thought you were going to say totally Both naked. <laughs> that happened to me. Just hanging uh, not, out. Not the naked thing. There was one time I went to Chicago. I hope not the naked thing. There was one time I went to Chicago. Um, uh, I think it was on a Thursday as well. So Chicago Thursday travel is the way to go. Where it was, it was like 75% full. But there was okay. enough people together that, like, I was able to get a, a road to myself. That's great. Like, one of the last two or three rows in the back. I sat in the middle, man. I put my fucking feet up. It was great. Uh, but we had a great Did time. Did you take off your shoes? No, no, no. You remember that disgusting. time? <laughs> you remember that time at the movie theater and someone the took lady, off their shoes? Yeah, we went to go see you? the fucking Little Mermaid, and I had to suffer twice. Once seeing the movie and twice because this nasty-ass lady next to me took her fucking shoes off. I think that's common. People do um, that a lot. But we had a great time. We had so much good food. We had uh, Mr. Beef, the, the side of the bear. Uh, we had Parsons Fried Chicken. We had uh, Lou Malnati's. We're supposed to have Pequod's, but we won't get into it. Um, we had, uh, I'll get to the, the movie food here in a second. We had, uh, what else did we have? We had Grill Daddy Rich. Grill Daddy Rich hooked us up with the dope ass burgers, um, all kinds Hot of good dogs, stuff. Yeah. Um, we went to Navy Pier, we did Millennium Park, we did uh, The Bean, we did... We did everything, all the things. We, a lot of the things, not did, all of the things. We did private karaoke with Jillian, she had a great In the time. apartment. In the apartment. <laughs> Shout out to that person who let us borrow their karaoke equipment, whose name I don't remember. Sarah. Sarah. Uh, we did all kinds of great shopping, a Rip and Johnny and I Sunday morning did the Wolf Flea Market in the parking lot of uh, the former Rosemont Horizon. Mm-hmm. I think it's the Allstate Arena, uh, which is like six, was like six hours of just fucking flea marking. I was burnt to a crisp already. Um, yeah, memories that Jillian will have forever. Memories we'll have forever, because we just got good quality time with our some of our best friends, uh, playing games up uh, late, in a constant, permanent state of relaxation. It was it just was great. Awesome. It was great. Thank uh, you so much to Rip and Charlie for hosting yes. us. Yes. Uh, Rip will probably never hear this because he asked if he should listen to these episodes. And I said, nah, just don't. <laughs> just, he's behind anyway. And I'm like, I don't trust our opinions to not yeah, then he'll or hate affect us. you. He'll hate us. I have downloaded, cause I, full disclosure, I never listened to those You're episodes. You're a fucking asshole. Of course. No, because. Getting on everybody's case. For not listening to our shit when you don't listen to any of their stuff? Because I knew that one day, it was different, I'll listen to the Ghostbuster episodes because I've seen those movies before. So I already have my opinions on those movies. For these, I didn't want what they said to impact what I will say on this show. Mm. Once I've done this, I'm going to go back and listen to each one to see how they kind of match up. And we'll kind of trail that and track that as we go along. But Mm -hmm. uh, while we were in Chicago, one of the last things we did was... We went to go see a movie because it was a big event for us on many different reasons. Um, we went to the Alamo Draft House in Wrigley, which, if you've never been to an Alamo Draft House, fucking go to an Alamo Draft House. It was my, honest to God, I think my favorite movie going experience of my entire life. Really? I wow. Was, I, you I've were heard so enamored with it. it. It was just so retro and cool. I also love that we went. On a Wednesday, when a Cubs game was happening, so it was fucking quiet as hell, but it was still cool. They had a full bar, they had the full setup with 
Like, you could rent VHSs and rent DVDs out of there. Mm -hmm. They had all these cool retro posters. Their menu was incredible. We ordered fucking popcorn with, like, real butter on it, and it came in a fucking metal Metal bowl. bowl. We were shocked at the metal bowl. We see it coming. We're like, a metal bowl? I think I yelled it. I was like... We did. You and I both, we said it, and, like, everybody from Chicago, like, looked at us. This is a joke literally just for me, but I yelled at, like, Scott Shelton seeing Corey Brewer at our Moe's in Gainesville in 2006. Holy shit, is that a metal bowl for popcorn? But just replace that with Cory Burr. Um, and then we also got, because uh, we went to go see Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem, um, a, a franchise that is an integral part of my childhood mm-hmm. and my life. Mm-hmm. Same with, with Rips and same with Jillian already loves the Ninja Turtles. We've got her all the toys. As we walked in, instead of like pre-show shit, they were just showing old commercials and old cartoon shorts. So it put you in the vibe. It was a movie party, so you could cheer, you could talk. They gave us fucking masks and fucking slime and fucking stickers. It was fantastic. It was amazing. And they had a special Ninja Turtles menu as well that included this pepperoni and pickle pizza, which we did not get. No. Um, we did get the burger, though, which was very, very good, which was not part of that. But we got bebopcorn. Bebopcorn. Bebopcorn, which was basically like... Popcorn. Pepperoni pizza popcorn? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was so good. It was so good. We got, I mean, I also ate off of Jillian's popcorn as well. The regular popcorn, I think, was better, but the bebopcorn was still... It was an experience. It was an experience. Fire. Um, the movie was also straight fire. The, the movie was fantastic. We were excited about it because, uh, as we mentioned, I think, on the show, our, our friend and hopefully future guest on the show, Andrew Justra, was the script supervisor for the movie. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, the movie just fucked. It had that Spider-Verse animation style, a modern take on the franchise we know and love. It was just so much fun. The voice acting and the animation and the humor was just on point. I could I have some misgivings about, like, some of the, the, the directions they took. The lore and also the story was pretty basic, but I didn't care because I was sitting... With my family and my best friends, who are also my family, and just fucking enjoying a baller-ass Ninja Turtles movie. Yeah, in the it, was, it was really It great. was a great experience. I'll never leave me. So definitely well, check that yeah. out. Well, there, there, so there are no Alamo Draft Houses in Florida. No. There is one opening in Naples. Good. But that's three and a half hours away from us. If it's the right movie, I'll fucking do it. Right? Honest to God. There are two in the... D.C. metro area. Okay, so we move to D.C. That'll be good. Just so you know. <laughs> One in Crystal reason, City, which is right, right where my parents mm-hmm. lived in Arlington. Um, but yeah, like everything else is like Texas, California, the Northeast. Um, so so there you go. That Naples one, I don't know when it's opening. but um, Fantastic. But when at least we, it'll be in the state. Sure. So. And when we came back... Uh, we went back to the theater uh, for my second viewing and your first viewing of Barbie. And I yes. want to get your thoughts on Barbie. I, I mean, it was great, of course. Like, I mean, how could I not say it was great? It was, uh, I loved the message. I loved the, you know, girl power. I loved the music. Uh, you know, fight the patriarchy. I mean, I think it was great. Well, hey, hey, hey. Easy. 
Spoiler, this is, I mean, it's been out three weeks. Fucking, no, I, but, well, I can say no, no, that. No, 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 I'm not talking about you, I'm talking about what oh, I'm about to say. I'm like, spoiler, don't say I say a spoiler. As soon as you figure out that the patriarchy is not about horses, like, you lose interest anyway, so it's fine. How <laughs> uh, You cried heavily, yes? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Especially because it was a mother daughter. Yeah, the, movie, two specific, I, the two specific parts that I knew you would cry, which is the two, the two specific parts. You just parts were looking at me. You do and it to me all the time. I we do. were watching movies, so you best believe I was going to do it to you. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, because you're a big pussy. So are you. No, I'm not. I said so to you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Uh, I'm still going to try to see Oppenheimer again at some point. I don't know. It'll probably still be in theaters when you leave town in a month. So, we'll, we'll go <laughs> leave town like you're skedaddling like D.B. Cooper. Peace. Um, all right. So, we've caught up on everything. So, now it's time. For us to begin to tackle the Fast and the Furious franchise, so what we're doing today is, because uh, I'm not sure how I'm going to title this, I might just do the Fast and the Furious franchise part one. We are tackling... The Fast and the Furious, Too Fast, Too Furious, and the Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift. Correct. And then um, next week we'll take a break. We're probably going to do either The Great Dictator or Harry the Spy. Then we'll go back and we're going to watch Fast and Furious, Fast Five. Fast and Furious 6 and Furious 7. We're going to do four next time. That's going to be a very long episode. Then we'll do the other movie I didn't just just mention. And then we'll tackle Fate of the Furious, Hobbs and Shaw, and F9. And I'm sure we'll have to fucking do FX or FX. It's out. Well, it's out, but I'm not going to do it like immediate because I'm not going to spend like $20 for it. We're going to go to Target over the weekend. It's going to be like five bucks. Well, then we'll do it. Because uh, I'm holding the seven movie collection, which I got on Black Friday, I think for like twenty dollars. That's part of the reason that I got it. Because honestly, it's a big disclaimer over everything we're about to do today and over the next two or three episodes. I'm not a fucking car guy. I'm not a fucking. I, I just my level of interest is minimal on this, and I have never seen. Any of these movies. I know what happens in all these movies because... Yeah, yeah. so do I. <laughs> we'll get to it when we get to Tokyo Drift. I'm sure we'll get uh, to it. I wrote it down, I think, on my notes. I um, did too! But uh, I avoided them because I was like, I just don't... I... You didn't have an interest, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. So once it got to be like cheap, and also once like this came out, and Fast Five, uh, Fast and Furious 6 and Furious 7 were like, critically acclaimed. I was like, yeah. okay, well, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe like, you, you know, know, we gotta get on this, get Until on this get roller there, coaster ride. Until the first three movies. <laughs> right, right, right. Exactly. So, because we have the seven movie collection, we don't really have uh, the back of the box to read. We just have one sentence, essentially, each from each movie in the inset of the packaging. So, who's reading two? You are. I'm reading two? Okay. So, I will read The Fast and the Furious now. Los Angeles police officer Brian O'Connor, Paul Walker, must decide where his loyalties really lie when he befriends Dominic Toretto, Vin Diesel, and becomes enamored with the street racing world he has been sent undercover to destroy. Okay. Okay. So you will now read Too Fast, Too Furious. Hang on. I just point out also before you read, sorry. So this movie, one hour, 47 minutes. Too Fast, Too Furious, one hour, 48 minutes. Tokyo Drift, one hour, 45 minutes. You gotta love consistency I mean, like that. absolutely. Oh, shit, Fast and Furious is an hour, 47. Where is it? There it is, 2.12 for Fast and Furious. And then, yeah, then they're all two, oh, over two hours. Oh, for Fast Five? Yeah. Yeah, that's when it starts. Okay. Yeah, when fucking Dwayne gets involved, you gotta add runtime for Dwayne. 
Mm-hmm. All right, so too fast, too furious. Ex-LAPD cop Brian O'Connor, Paul Walker, teams up with his ex-con friend Roman Pierce, Tyrese Gibson, and works with undercover U.S. Customs Service agent Monica Fuentes, Eva Mendez, to bring Miami-based drug lord Carter Verone, Cole Hauser, down. There's so many names. Know who all these people are. (laughs) Jeez Louise. And then for Tokyo Drift, uh, with convicted street racer Shane Boswell. That's Sean. Fuck. Oh. Sean Boswell, Lucas Black, tries to start a new life on the other side of the world. His obsession with racing sets him on a collision course with the Japanese underworld. Okay. Stupid one here. Uh, So here we are. Overall, let's just start with overall thoughts before we get into each individual movie. God, I have so much written down. Look, so you want to... I've got essays. Um, what? I also was so mad because I somehow lost half of my notes for Tokyo Drift, and that was the one I was, like, really tuned into, so I was really upset. Um, these are my notes for this movie. I just have them in one. Oh, yeah, look, these are my notes for this movie. I had to keep the swerve counts separated. And then these are my counts for this. So let's just get it out. There's so many capital letters. I do all my swerves in all caps. So go ahead and just tell just us. Draw my eye. After well, no, you tell me which movie of the three Ooh, do you think had the most swerves? Between one, two, and three. One, two, and three. Mm-hmm. Oh man. And also keep keep in consideration swerves for cars. And swerves for you plot asked, points. All right, hold on. So we have to address no, I didn't. Right I know I yeah, didn't. Yeah. I didn't no, actually do every swerve. Is, what I'm going to say is, I think within five minutes of the Fast and the Furious, you were like, "Man, I can't do this shit." I did. I, I absolutely said that. I was like, "I cannot keep up with this." And I was like, "Yeah." So, so I just like added like ten for like all right, some car swerves. Yeah. You know. Um, I'm going to say, and and I'm going to say that the first one has the most. No. Then it's Tokyo Drift. Yes. Yeah. So and Too Fast and Furious know, has the least, right? Yes. Yeah. Do you know how many, though, range within All right. five? All right, so... Within five, let's So see. can you give me... Can you give me the, the floor? Can you give me Too Fast, Too Furious? Too Fast, Too Furious, 81. <laughs> You're insane. <laughs> All right, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. All right, so you mean to tell me that when you're watching these movies, you are tabulating. I'm just gonna guess now for the Fast and the uh, for to- Tokyo Drift, a hundred swerves. Uh, Ninety four. But yeah. This is gross. You're gross. I said within five. Damn it, I missed it. I know. Um, you suck. What no. have your thoughts look. been thus far? So, look. N- not terrible, Bob. Okay, like, it's kind of like... I like Point Break, too. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, like, I like Point Break, so, you know? You know, like, our thoughts on, like... like times. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a perfect way to sum it up. Yeah. It, I think it kind of had a little bit of the uh, Toy Story syndrome uh, overall for, for a trilogy. What? <laughs> for, for a trilogy. Uh, where we talked about this, like, the first one was... You know, the story setup. Second one, 
suck. Toy Story 2 is one of the greatest the, animated well, movies of all time. It's my least favorite. Oh, no. Well, of the three. I, I'm talking original trilogy. It is a 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Well, it is. I do not like am- it as much as the first and the third. dare you compare... Now, what I will agree with is the trajectory. Yes, that's what I meant. Movies. That's what I meant. I was, I was trying to think of the yeah. word trajectory, and I couldn't think of it. Toy Story is a ten. Toy Story two is a nine point five. Toy Story three is a ten. These so, movies will not. I mean, I mean, they're not going to be slash of a half. <laughs> they're not going to be like that. Um, I think that the first one did an okay job uh, setting some groundwork for things. Did there need to be nine sequels to this movie? I don't think so. So, I will disagree with you because of what I know about the fandom and about the series is that we are, in a couple movies, we are going to get to a point where we drastically pivot in terms of both tone and, like, like ideas, like okay. we're gonna go straight into a, almost a different genre of movie while still keeping the f- most fun part of these movies, which is admittedly very very cool car races and cars, you know, uh, action sequences. Sure, absolutely. Uh, but it's gonna be in a different genre. So I disagree with you because. Well, I don't it, know it, that. I'm saying. Sure. It, I'm it, saying watching them independently actually, is is the way I'm. If I were to from sit and it. watch the Fast and the Furious in theaters in 2002 or 2001, whenever it was, right. I'd have been like, "All right, cool. I'm good with that." Yeah, I I wouldn't have needed sequels. I don't necessarily feel like I needed a sequel after I saw the second one either, but. Well, if, and and after the third one, gets, they're like, "Well, we definitely don't need any more of these because that would kill the franchise for several years." But, as you said, like, now with how lauded, like, the the more recent ones have been, you know, that, that, that then makes me kind of reconsider. But when I do this and I talk about this, I'm talking just about this and just about what I've seen. I don't really know anything about these movies except they're about family. Like, that's really it. And what... Ever else, you know, I might end up overhearing and things like that. I did quietly fist bump in to- not to jump ahead to Tokyo Drift, like at the end when it was mentioned that Han was family. I'm like, okay, here we go. <laughs> like, what I know about this movie, it has begun. We're in the family. Yeah, talk. yeah, we're in the family talk. The here, but- here's what I will say <laughs> is, on on the whole, up to this point, I nothing has been. So bad that I'm like, really? I disagree. There's been a couple performances, the one, a couple things. The second one definitely is is dog shit. Okay, let's the second one. Look, the second one's not good. Okay, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah, let's right, talk so, about the Fast and the Furious. So, so, yeah, all right, so Fast, all and right, Furious. Fast and Furious. You know, it sets up. You know the. Uh, Do you remember when this movie came out and like the buzz around it? Because no. So. Again, I was a like thirteen year old yeah, girl. Being, I, well, I was a I was a thirteen year old boy, and I loved box office and movie numbers. So I remember like reading, you know, Entertainment Weekly, my local newspapers, you know, like summer preview and stuff. And everyone was earmarking this movie as like, oh, the, like the like the surprise hit of the summer is going to be the Fast and the Furious because it's got like these young stars that have buzz, um, and it's about cars. And I was like, man, I think it's gonna fucking tank and suck and then it made like 140 million dollars i'm like oh shit what the fuck do i know mm-hmm. and it became like a, a pop culture thing to the point where here we are still talking about it this day um but like 
I never got what it was all about until I watched it. And I was like, no, and this, it's not even that in this one. It is, like I said, it is a point break. Yeah. Undercover cop. Undercover. Infiltrates. Turns. Swerves. Swerves. Yeah. Swerve, swerve, swerve. Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of tension, y- you know. It is It is a product of the early 2000s. I was going to say, I was like, this is like a, a late 90s movie. The soundtrack. The soundtrack, and that's exactly what I was like, this soundtrack is the like. S- the soundtrack was like, oh, the God, this is going to The worst gonna 90s movie, 90s songs. And then also. Ever. So, so like. The movie starts, and I'm like, I don't give a fuck about cars, but sure, the choreography of the action is good. No, yeah, I the camera that, and the style it just isn't for me it's because not, but, it's. But I can appreciate the look of it, how cool it was. I, you know, kind of have a thing against street racing, you know, more personal reasons. Yeah. Um, oh, it's totally preposterous, and it's a dirtbag culture that I hate. But um, and also one of my. Best friend's sisters almost died sure. because of a street racer, yeah. and so you know. The, I, I, but I can remove myself, you know. Yes, to watch no, the no, movie. absolutely. So I'm like, but... okay, sure. And then, like in the span of five minutes after I've resigned to my <sighs> resigned to be like, okay, well, this isn't going to be as bad as I thought it would be, and it's just not my cup of tea. We get like the early two thousands butt rock, and then a character dropping a uh, uh, homophobic. Put, fucking put your phone off, man! What the fuck? A homophobic, a homophobic f bomb. Yep. And then mm-hmm. you go right into Rolling by Limp Biscuit, and I was like. This is exactly yep, yep, what I yep. thought it was going to be. Absolutely, exactly <laughs> like, what I thought. Exactly we, what I thought. We it was had, be. yeah, we, and then we go into another race, another race, and I'm like, I cannot wait for the story to start, guys, and I also just, can't yeah. wait for the CGI and the effects to advance because this is a movie that I think, I think I would like this movie more if it looked as good as Tokyo Drift does, even four or five years later. Okay, I can that, agree with that. I, I mean, just just a that. natural, and I'm assuming I think that's a natural, uh, a, a natural escalation, a yeah. natural desire. And I also think the that. difference is, I think this movie probably has the worst director of the three thus far. Yeah, I didn't think the director was great. I didn't well, think also like the talent on the cast was put to their full potential. Well, I, I agree and I disagree because I think that in this movie there is one person who is obviously. Swinging for the fences and and hitting it, and all the rest of them are either doing the same, but that's just the level of skill they have, unfortunately, or they're just bad actors. Um, so this director is Rob Cohen, so he would do um, he would be basically tied to Vin Diesel after this because he also would do Triple X, which was Vin's like own starring thing. After this, the reason why he's not into Fast and Furious, uh, yeah, those yeah. are the Dragon Heart the Skulls. Whereas Too Fast and Furious is preposterously directed by John Singleton, who was, like, the youngest Best Director nominee ever for fucking Boys in the Hood. Yep. And then, uh... And then... I'll, I'll take plenty of time for Tokyo Drift. Justin Lin, who would become the legacy director of this of this franchise. And, and who we've talked about on this podcast before. Better Luck Tomorrow, which... Which, which kind of ties into this, yes, which... Technically, we probably should have done these movies a lot sooner. I didn't know that at the if time. If that's the case. Honestly, didn't, I didn't yeah. know it at the so time. We've so we've broken every rule of this show, so we should just not, not do it again. Whole Everything's a farce. A farce. Uh, you fucked up. Well, you fucked you know, up. I'm sorry. You fucked up. Uh, 
so like the movie just kind of goes along. It just goes along. Jordana Brewster running around without a bra on the whole time. <laughs> You're such a fucking catty woman. I'm not. It's the That's truth. Like, why do you have to point that out? Like, it's fucking laid back California owning a fucking gas station deli culture, man. I don't know. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Jordana Brewster is not my girl or my type at all. Cool. <laughs> I don't know why I'm sticking up for I her. I don't know either. Also, in my defense, didn't notice it until you said it. <laughs> I was like, really? Okay, so Matt, rewind the movie. Let's rewatch it. Because that's such a you thing where it's like, of course you're going to be able to point out that the the girl, like the the sexy girl in the movie is not wearing a bra and you have to call her out on it. Like, fucking leave her alone. It was just a comment. Uh Uh-huh. What, um, it was just a comment. uh, uh, What I do have in my notes, though, is uh, wet t-shirts 20 years ago, huh? Man, remember 20 years ago when you could just put wet t-shirts in a movie and not worry about what the public was going to think about your perception of women? It was a simpler time. Uh, did you... <laughs> uh, so what is your... Uh, what were your highlights of the movie? What was your favorite part of the movie? Least favorite part of the movie? I did not... I, well, least favorite part, it, it's hard because you know acting pl- plays a large part in that but <laughs> the act yeah i mean you can just go ahead and say the uh, acting i only have two people written on Look. my lvp list oh really okay because i mean there there could be a sure, lot sure. more but i mean i was just confused like why like ja rules edwin was talking about himself in the third person why he was cupping some girl's titties. All right, we can just do it now, I guess. Ja Rule's the only people in the mean, movie. <laughs> it just really took me out of it. He was in, like, one scene, and it ruined He it. was in two. I think he was in sure. another one later. Okay. Yeah, he is. Sure. You immediately see why he's not back. I think. Again, and then, spoiler. And spoiler, ludicrous night and day, baby. Oh, absolutely. Hey, we're getting ahead of Chris Bridges. Chris, quote, unquote, ludicrous Bridges. Uh, so, number one, I think Ja Rule... Like, asked for so much more money to come back. And they're like, no. Well, and then I think he wanted, like, the part Tyrese had. But they're like, no, but you're already a character. You can't just, you can't just be a different character. Why not? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, am I going to start doing Joe? Am I allowed to do Joe Roll on the show? No, you're not. Uh, My quote for Joe Roll was, he can't even convincingly grab a titty in this movie. I know! I was like, he just... Trying to cup this titty? And then, and then in the credits, he has the song in the credits, and just hearing his awful rapping, I'm like, oh, that confirms it. He's the worst part of this yeah, movie. It, it, yeah, it just took me out of it. Like, I was kind of like, you know, we, we, you see, like, all the different groups, all the different, all the different racers, racers there yeah. and everything, and I was like, okay, all right, like, we're seeing all of this. I don't know what, like, all the dynamics and are going to yeah. be yet. And I know and that this he's movie... Like a, Little piece of shit talking about himself in the third person. Yeah, Ja Rule is obnoxiously bad in this yeah, movie. Yeah, he's and just his, bad. Where's he going to be? Do I have to list him under the J's or the R's? Is Rule his last name? I guess, yeah. Like Ja Morant, the basketball player. Yeah. So, so Rule, so yeah. Ja Rule, okay. Yeah, like the song uh, goes R U L E, right? So it's not like it doesn't spell J A space R U L E. That doesn't solve anything. <laughs> yes, Rule, Rule. No, it doesn't. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so, so I didn't like that. On the flip side, though, in this movie, Ludacris is not in it, but when the hoe needle drop hits, I'm like in. I'm like, that's perfect needle drop for like them going to like the party yes, yes. and doing whatever. That, that makes sense. I did so, like- also, uh, so also, I believe, um, it's pointed out somewhere, maybe Reddit on, on Reddit or something, that because Ludacris' song is played like in the party of this movie, 
it means that in the Fast and the Furious like universe, Ludacris exists as a rapper, but Ludacris the actor is a different person in this world. So yeah. conceivably, Tej could meet Ludacris in the yeah. Fast and the Furious. Yeah. And now I want to see that. Uh, I think that that I think that's a F twelve. The movie tries um, to be, I think, a little too clever for itself. In the, like, because you figure it takes. 40 minutes for, like, the reveal of Brian to actually be undercover. Yeah, yeah. To, like, play out in the movie. And it, it happens, thankfully, because the movie was, like, lacking a structure to that point. Mm. But then it also immediately lacks energy because then you're kind of forced to live in this other world of... Uh, of, of oh, who's going to find out? What's he going to do? Yeah, instead of being, like, just bukkake by Nos, you're now having to, like... Uh, Be bukkake by Nas, and... <laughs> not Nas the rapper, but Nas. <laughs> Being bukkake by Nas is something totally different that I'm sure has happened to Kobe. We're getting way uh, off topic I here. Sh- I should also should have been tracking how many times Nas is seen, talked about. Like, that might equal your uh, total. Yes. Um, the best part of the movie for me uh, is the... The botched hijack scene. Oh, uh, oh, at the at the that, end. That action like, sequence. And that was a great, is incredible. It's a great action sequence, and he's stuck on the truck, yeah, and then he's arm, the arm is his arm is, his arm is stuck, and and the the, the driver is shooting the guns, and they're trying to save him, and then Brian is and, like um, jumping on. Uh, Brian and what's Georgiana Brewster's character's name? Mia. Mia. Um, like they're uh, trying they're, to like catch up. They're, this, they're like, driving. Join them. He jumps over there. It's a great, it is a great action. That is an amazing and then, like, action yeah, piece. Yeah, Letty gets driven off the road and her car flips. And yeah, it's just a great action And sequence. then it's also I followed up like with, that. you already get what to me was an anticlimactic reveal uh, of Brian to Mia that he's an undercover cop. It's just that, kind of a. I didn't kind like of that. Eh, I did like his moment. reveal to Dom. Well, that's though. what I was saying. On the flip side of that, it, when he's saving the dude's life. And he like medivacs somebody in. And you just see like the d- rage in Vin Diesel. Like, I thought that it. that was a gr- great acting on Vin Diesel's part. Like, you felt. I was like. Oh, that, that's exactly how I would have reacted in that situation. Look, if we already tackled one, let's tackle the other. I can't believe it, but Vin Diesel's the MVP of this movie. I honestly He's thought it, really good at I this movie. I thought it was going to be Paul Walker. No. But Paul Walker is Paul like Walker has the charisma a of a vanilla. bag of chips. Exactly. And that's what I put here. I was like, there's a line it's, in this movie about how Dom is like gravity. Yeah. And I felt like... That what that's like what Vin Diesel like he embodied that in this movie. He was very charismatic Incredibly in this movie. Charismatic. He the delivery of his lines was not flat at all. Most of the most of no, it was no, no, you're flat. correct. In this movie, he has a, a a moment of recognition. I feel like where mm-hmm. he's like, "This is my chance. I don't have to be fucking wearing a leather vest talking about street sharks anymore. I don't right. have to be doing this, that, or the other. I can this just is my chance be. to get." Something. Right. And his and, energy stands right. out. And then that scene alone with like, like you said, his reaction, like, cause it, it was nonverbal completely. Mm-hmm. Just the, he sat back on his haunches, his face, the eyes. It was just the way really he, well The way he done. just carries himself in each scene, even when he's not talking. And then when yeah. he interjects he's just himself, there. when he interjects himself into a scene and is speaking, it's almost like he's holding court. And, yes. You know, and like that, he immediately gives the character 
the level of gravitas that it needs to be this convincing the the, the dawn or the dom of 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 everything <laughs> of, this of it all. Right. The party and, scene when they're in that that yeah. house party and he does that whole thing with like his dominance, like he just comes in, mm-hmm. he takes the beer, he starts like telling everybody, he's like, "Here, enjoy this beer. It's Vince's beer. Mm-hmm. Enjoy it." Like that was. That was really and, good. And you see, and you see the chemistry that he like. He's the one like putting in like eighty percent of the chemistry with, with him everybody. Not, well, with everybody, of course, and yep. also everybody for the most part in the rest of the movie. I think is not doing a great job acting, particularly Paul Walker. Like yeah. Paul Walker, the only times he kind of comes up is when he's kind of you know him and Han and like you know being able to nudge Vin. And Vince, because Vin's giving him stuff to fucking yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. That party I is good. And also that party is the first point. time where it's highlighted that family is the prevalent theme of this whole franchise. Right. So, like, like nobody came for him, yeah. but... I'm sure that know. by the end of this franchise, we'll probably end up giving Vin Diesel three of these LVP awards. That... But you best believe... Is insane. He, he getting, might also get three MVPs at the same time. Who knows? Uh, I mean... This, this, I don't this, know. This was his only chance in this one because, you know, he's... Besides Tokyo Drift, he's not in two, and he's in Tokyo Drift for like a minute. Yeah, yeah. So, exactly. um, but no, he's one hundred percent the MVP of this movie. Uh, so that helps. Something I was going to mention to bolster his case is you were talking about how good he is non-verbally, and I was trying to uh, mention that he also is great verbal because I never knew where the quarter mile at a time came from came from and it's from his big monologue about that his dad and his family's history yeah i I figured it had to be something yeah kind of prophetic and profound as the reason why you know they named the podcast after it and why you know yeah he lives his life a quarter mile at a time but like no wonder it's something because i think he does a really good job like if you were to tell me vin diesel has a, a big monologue I'd be like, okay, great. <laughs> That's my reaction. I'm like, I can't wait to see how fucking bad this is. And as he starts it, I'm, I'm like, kind of like smiling, snickering. Like you're like, yeah, you're like, oh god, honestly, this up to is that bullshit. point, I'm like, at like, the point, I'd written down his MVP, and I was like, I, I wrote, I can't believe I'm writing this down. And I'm like, okay, well here he is. Here's where he's gonna blow it, you know? Yeah. And he's doing. It, I'm like. Motherfucker, he's actually kind of cinching it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, like, I, that's I, a make or break moment for him for the franchise. I feel like, and he, yes. he, kind of, he kind of crushes it. And a lot was riding on hit. He and Paul Walker like carried it right, and it, he did a good job. I think had he been at the same level as Paul Walker, this would have been a lot worse. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I totally, I totally agree. I totally agree. And that, that monologue was great. And yeah. Uh, other little things I liked family dinner. I mean, us were in the middle of watching the bear. So I'm a sucker for any time you can can sit down and get family dinner. Uh, I like, uh, so Jesse, who's kind of like the, Jesse, the character on the spectrum, I guess you would consider. Yeah, he was almost my my LVP. He was my he was my other MVP he was as well. A, L- he was a nice L-, L. Oh, LVP. LVP. Oh, I like Jesse. Oh, he was did. an MVP. Yeah, I okay. like Jesse. I thought he was a nice, flawed character. Like you figure, the late '90s, early 2000s, they always had to have the part that was like the nerdy, expendable guy. Yeah. 
I, I liken him to Mouse in the Matrix. You know what I mean? Like, you know this guy's fucking dying because there's something kind of wrong with him, but he also is kind of endearing. So, like, when he gets gunned down and then there's the race to, you know, find Tran and, you know, get revenge, it's so fucking frenetic. It's so spastic. It's almost brilliant because that's it, it kind of puts you in that zeroed in revenge mindset the way that it's acted the way that it's portrayed um but then it ends extremely anticlimactically by just the one guy gets ran off the road the one guy just gets shot and then it just turns back into you know what i guess it technically arguably should end with which is brian and dom having their the race and and battling it out yeah um and then it's just like dom awkwardly sideswiped uh, which leads to, I, I did not like the ending. Um, I didn't like the ending. I think that they could have done so many different things with that, and that's what it was. All and three movies end drift less so, but definitely Fast, The Fast and the Furious and uh, Two Too Fast Furious. And like extremely abruptly and like almost hilariously, just like, that, that's it? That's it? That's what that's what you're giving us? I guess I would be, I, I guess I shouldn't be surprised that he just gives up his career for, I mean, this this hardened criminal. <laughs> like, like, there's no reason he should let him go. Like, there was nothing besides like, a, a little bit of camaraderie between the two and the fact that he's also banging his sister as to why he should let him go and he should throw his career away, except for maybe the fact that he's fucking terrible at his fucking job. He's bad at his job. He's so bad at it. I don't it. know what his credentials were. How? In the very, very first scene, like, I know... That he's a cop. And, uh, like, I know the story, even not watching the movie, to know that's the, the plot of the first movie. From the first fucking scene where he's, car- the way he's carrying himself, the way he's doing whatever, I'm like, this guy's a cop. Like, if this was actually happening in my life, I would be standing on my roof yelling at everybody, this guy's a fucking narc. What are you doing here? And the way that he does everything else following it, all of his actions, all of his ideas are just bad <laughs> they're just he's just bad at his job and it's not helped by the fact that paul walker is just not a good actor he's just like you said vanilla chips he's yep, absolutely he's, he's awful so when you see more of him it gets to be difficult also all the scenes where he's talking to buffalo bill um which is also distracting because i'm just waiting for him tuck a dick between his legs and talk about lotion because uh, that's what happens anytime I see a movie with Ted Levine now it, you get distracted by it um, so that didn't help matters um, what else did you not like about the movie um, <clears throat> I actually have less than I thought yeah I have less for this one than I do for the next a, one a lot of it is just it. performance so yeah, Paul Walker's yeah, bad Ja Rule is bad um, I Michelle did, Rodriguez was just flat. I, I think that's, but just, that's Michelle just how Rodriguez. she is. Yeah, Dana Brewster, same. I didn't. My backup LVP was uh, the villain, which is uh, is almost a common problem in this franchise. Uh, mm-hmm. The guy who plays Tran, specifically when like he yells at Dom, it's like, oh, this is this is awful. Yeah, yeah. Um, the only two things I want to point out that I wrote down. Um, there's that stretch where uh, uh, Letty and Dom are basically fucking each other to the band Dope. 
um, I forget what the name of the song is, but like it's like a very much like in the the Godsmack early two thousands Mudvayne gross type of stuff. And uh, they're also um, Tran and like the Asian gang are getting arrested for all their. <laughs> the $1.5 million in, like, Panasonic DVD players they apparently just Absurd. have legally? For, that's Absurd. Never, that's also never explained. Like, they find them, and it turns out that they weren't the ones that were hijacking the merchandise. It was Dom and his crew, correct? Yeah. So why do they have all that shit in the first place? How they get, why did they have that shit legally? Wholesale. That whole stretch is just fucking perfect 2000s entertainment trash. But, like, if it was direct-to-DVD. Yeah. <laughs> like, the fact yep, that this yep, was yep, 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 yep. a multi-million dollar movie franchise starter is, is wild to me. Um, what else? Mm, no. Uh, other than the acting, you know, I don't think there there's anything else. I think we covered all of it. Mm. It's, it is a decent franchise it's a, starter. It's, decent franchise starter. It is just plagued with performance issues. Performance issues. And just a, an unnecessarity to it, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Like, it's all fine, It's and it's all very watchable. Like, I was actually excited. Uh, a complaint I had was when we got the Race Wars, which I was number one. I was like, is Alex Jones going to be there? <laughs> Sounds like something that he would be into. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, it's just kind of a nothing. Like, it's built up. And then, it's and like, then oh. we see Tran race Jesse. And, and then we get the it. fight scene of, you know, the fallout of Jesse kind of running away from it. And, yeah, then that's just kind of it. I'm not saying I'm coming to the Fast and the Furious franchise for story. I get it. <laughs> I know what's going on here. But... You gotta give me a little bit more than than this. That's gonna be an even bigger complaint about the second one. But for this one, at least for the starter, I had a little bit more of an expectation as opposed to just the undercover cop cat and mouse that's that's pervading pervading the whole thing. So did you wanna move on to Too Fast, Too Furious? Yeah. Alright, so let's score the Fast and the Furious. Uh, I don't remember who technically drew this. I read first, so you can score this first. I mean, look, it wasn't it wasn't the worst movie I've seen. Um, I'm going to give this movie a, a six. I'm giving this movie... Uh, I originally had two other scores written down from talking about it. I, I think I have to kind of bump it up a little bit. Mm. I'm going to give it a five and a half. Okay, yeah. I, th- I think it's like, you know, it's... it's I it think has this some movie, sparks. I think this movie is barely above average. Barely above average. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it, it's saved by some of the acting and stuff like that, but... I will say by it being barely above average, I am immediately pseudo-disappointed because I want either... Super great or dregs, super bad. Yeah. Or, fuck yeah, that was so corny and it was awesome. I know, but, I mean, who knows what it's going to... I mean, there, there are... I mean, I'm just banking on the next batch lot, to be that the, way. The next batch, Because the next right. two are, are... Well... Fast? fast too Fast, Too Furious is definitively the worst of these three it's movies. It's absolutely the worst of these which three. Which sucks. Okay. Because, as I kind of built up a moment ago... Well... It's so much better directed... Well, yes, but but I think you know it always it it obviously starts off on the wrong foot. Before this movie, 
even start? What do you mean? Before this movie even started, they swerve in us already. How many swerves were in this one? Uh, this one has... Which is the lowest amount of swerves. The lowest swerves. 80. Oh, yeah, 84, right. No, the, the last one had 84. This one had 81. 81, 84, and then took 94. 94. Okay, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so, but, but, you know, it started out, first swerve. Swerved the Universal logo on us. I don't think... I've never wanted I've to be a... I've ever heard you react like that. Ever before. I've never wanted to be a video podcast so bad, so I, I could know. just... I mean, we just got back on Spotify with, like, all of our access, but I would totally, if we were a video podcast, risk it all just to be like, just look at this! Just, the title sequence is the Universal logo turning chrome! And turning into a car, basically. And turning into an engine. It's like, okay, I know right away, this is not gonna be good. There's no, There's never they, been... They wasted all their money on, on that. Unless unless words are turning into like a Terminator, then I know words into machine equal not good entertainment. And I was right. This has so much unnecessary gaga and style to it. And it's a shame John Singleton directed it. But it's also a good thing because... I like the way he kind of puts you in the car and puts you in the action in a, yeah. in a unique way. Yeah, yeah. But sure. then everything I was complaining about, like some of the spasticness and some of the uh, some of the frenetic energy that certain scenes of the first one have, this one has in just alarming spades. Um, and then from there, it's just devoid of. That central figure, like well, Vin Diesel, well, because, to because bring the, it home. The only person who comes back is, is Paul Bri- Walker. Is, is Brian, Paul Walker. And also, don't, hey, can I give a shout out to Bilkins? Oh, the, and Bilkins, and Bilkins, right. You recognize that actor? Well, I know one of the two things you won't recognize him from. I recognize him from uh, Major League back in the minors. He's uh, Pops, the first baseman. Uh, but do you recognize uh, that actor from someone else? Don't look him up. Don't look no, him up. No, I don't. I don't. He plays Michael Jordan's dad in Space Jam. In the first scene. Ah. That's who that is. Uh, he's great. He's, he's fun. Uh, so those are only two. And yeah. you're just... You're and then just... you have all these new characters. New se- new setting. They down in Miami. Yep. Which... Means I already don't like it. But, but okay, so, so I grew up in Miami, right? And I think I've talked to you before about some of my experiences with, you know, movies that were set in Miami, yep. how they, sh- I remember, vividly remember, they shut down the causeway because they were filming Bad Boys. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that they were also filming this. And I think that's all I need to say about it. <laughs> they were doing it concurrently at the same time. I had no idea. It's not like Bad Boys is not my genre. Like, you know, like they're both not my genre, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm not the target audience for either of these movies, but um, I remember Bad Boys being filmed. I don't remember Too Fast, Too Furious when we said anything about that. That says it all. It does. This movie is fucking preposterous. It's it's just wild. It's so wild. They it, it, they make up things oh. <laughs> and pass them off as react. Like they have this harpoon gun and they're shooting it at cars. And electrifying the cars. I do think that actually somewhat exists. It doesn't exist! How do you know? 
It doesn't exist because they would have used it on OJ when he was running down the thing. They would have used it on all of these other so, car chases. That was, <laughs> can I, can I, that was 10 years prior. So, ooh, I'm seeing spots. Oh, God. Did you just kill me? <laughs> the last words you said were about too fast, too furious. Quick, say something else. I cannot die because of OJ. <laughs> right, I think I'm okay. Uh... That's not the first time I've seen that, probably in a movie. So yeah, no, it's happened it in multiple movies. It does not exist, Echo. Chris. Do harpoons that can shock your car exist? From charityobserver.org. They can be used for different purposes, and the type of shock that is used will depend on the vehicle and the type of driving that is desired. Thank you. See, they that, exist. That does not exist. Because you're out of this world. What? Why is she hitting on you? Why not? <laughs> you want to come see the Fast and the Furious movies in the Echo? Um, yeah. This movie story fucking sucks. So you're just dropped in on Brian kind of living on the lamb, making his money in Miami, doing street races, you know, his befriended Ludacris... Racing all these, this random girl and this random Hispanic guy and fucking that Michael Ellie. And he gets discovered and they're like, well, we'll give you a clean slate if uh, you go basically undercover again uh, to, to be a driver, be a driver and stop this uh, drug, drug money laundering, whatever. Right? And he chooses uh, another person who he's technically betrayed, although this one actually went to jail from his childhood, which is Tyrese's character, Roman Pierce. And then yeah. from there, it's just not interesting. It's just muddled. Because so muddled. you're constantly playing this, will they fuck up? Will Whose side is who's on? And But you don't really care about any of the characters. You don't. And, then, and then it mixes up because like, at a certain point, they're like, well, this movie's not fun, so let's have Tyrese kind of be funny. It, yeah. It, it totally, let's just let him go. Totally against the character he's portrayed up to that point. Then, like, Paul Walker, like, I think at one point tries to pretend to be black as well when he's, like, talking to Tyrese. Yeah, cuz. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, that, that's not what we need to do here. Absolutely not what we And then we they're having, they're racing to get new cars to cover for it, and that race is preposterous because uh, one car basically is a whole... Half of a race behind another car. But still win. But they the still race. win. And then guys are getting tortured with rats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a hard left. <laughs> it was, yeah. It just keeps escalating into more yeah. and then more Then we have absurdity. that electric harpoon gun again coming out. Here's it's the sick thing. Like... This is the second movie in the franchise, and we're talking about this. And when we get to, like, seven and eight... I assure you, this is going to seem grounded. Now, it's going to be different because this is absurd, but it's still kind of taking itself too seriously, which is why it doesn't work. Like, yeah, it's, exactly. It's not realizing that it's a kind of funky... It's a caricature, and it's yeah. not... And it, it's trying to be the Mona Lisa. Like, you know what I mean? It, it's... Yeah. Well, the Mona Lisa's in the third one. Um... The, uh, the Hulk. No, color. I'm aware. Yeah, just making sure you understood. No, I... Uh, <laughs> so yeah, th that's ultimately what hurts this movie. Are there fine touches and pieces? Yeah, I liked in the opening uh, race, 
the bridge going up and kind of how that, 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 was cool. that scene did. That was cool. I liked, I liked some of the characters that they introduced. You know, obviously they had to introduce all the new characters because no one came Anyone back for the came first back? one. I, I, I like I liked, I liked two of the new characters. Yeah, I liked some of the new characters. You know, I liked kind of like the, the play... Um, playing off of each other that they that yeah. they did and stuff. But the, the action scenes are still fine. The scene where uh so uh was him Carter Verone? Is that his name? Yes, Carter Verone. When he when he basically is like sending the racers out on like their little mission to get the job. That action scene is is fine because you know, you get a little bit of the the wacky races element of yeah. all these different Racers going out for one goal. Yep. One guy just flat out gets rolled over by a semi truck. Like, yo, I, yo. I was gonna say that guy ain't gonna be in any other Fast and That's Furious what movies. I but too. I said, I said he ain't gonna be in Fast and Furious. Guarantee you, he will probably be back. Um, I think he was back in another scene. And then, but like in this movie already, like the relationship between uh, Brian and Roman, like when they were knockout, drag out, fighting in the dirt. Not even ten minutes earlier, and they're already now like chummy, laughing, happy, like having it up, without having their their full blown reunion yet. And then also, like the whole mess of uh, James Remar's character and the the custom agents and the cops getting involved, it, it, was, just, it just made it so unnecessarily there, messy. Yes, there were way too many things going on. I couldn't keep straight. Like okay. Why, like, is this guy working for Bilkin? Like, what's that relationship with the cops and everything? Like, why are they messing up the investigation? Like, who is this person and who's this girl and who are these people? There was just so many things going on and, yeah, yeah I just, it, um, it was hard to track, but. So by the time it gets to the end of the movie, I, I, I'm largely checked out because Tyrese just keeps saying fake Spanish. Uh, Ejecto Cito! They have this really, <laughs> they have this really weird like dynamic with these guys who continually are trying to beat them up and kill them, but, but then, now have to ride with them, and they're like saving their lives and it's like so grateful. weird. It, I said that too. I was like, it just doesn't make sense. It makes like, no sense because you know he's gonna eject him from the car, and the one guy's gonna get beat the fuck up, and then it's like okay. You gave me an hour and 30 minutes of a movie when this whole time we could have been driving a car into a fucking boat? Give me more of that! <laughs> Why do we have to get to an hour and 35 minutes for a car to launch into a boat to save the day? It looked like shit, but it was still cool. And then that happens, and then the movie literally ends within five minutes. Which, I, don't, I, I mean, that's pretty much the grand finale, as it should be, but... It's such a wet fart of the ending of, like, they're literally treating the villain with the, the paramedics within talking distance to him, mm -hmm. just shouting taunts, mm -hmm. and everyone kind of makes good, uh, Bilkins, you're okay, and Brian, who's totally forgot about Mia, the love of his life, hitting on Eva Mendez, which I get it. Um, if I had to pick between Jordana Brewster and Eva Mendez, I'm picking Eva Mendez 11 times out of 10. Sure. Um... Because she has the common decency to wear a bra, apparently. Uh, yeah. And they just kind of like awkwardly leave, and then they're also still kind of shitheads because they kept some of the money. Yeah, like they <laughs> stole all the money, and not they, all the money. They they stole a lot of the money. They and... said it was three bags, and it was actually six. So they did a good thing there. But then they have like everything stuffed in stuffed their in pants their pants and stuff. And stuff. Yeah. It's just like whatever, man. It I. 
this movie was exactly what I was thinking of when I was dreading watching these movies. Yeah. Because it crosses a line of not self-aware mindlessness is how I would summarize this movie. Um, And there's not a lot that I liked about it. Particularly performances again. But let's do the flip side of it. I think MVP for this movie is very easy. Who's your MVP of this movie? My MVP of this yeah. movie? I think it's Tyrese. Oh, I have him on my list. I think not it's Tyrese. My pick. I, I only say that because, like you said. He grew on me. He He's the like that serious character. Mm-hmm. And then like they let him do the comedy. I think that I enjoyed the movie more. When he was able to like let loose and do those comedy scenes, and, I like, agree. Bring that humor. I think that it was very much needed. I think he was kind of that one that had the chemistry with the others, like when he interacted with them. Um, he was well, he was once again doing the heavy lifting in the compared romance to Paul, to, compared to, to Paul Walker. Yeah. Compared to Paul Walker, exactly. And so, so I I liked him, but I also think. Um, just say it. Mm. Who? Ludacris. Ludacris is so Ludacris. fucking naturally charismatic and gifted as just being a, himself. Being himself, He's himself. While being a character in a movie. It's He's amazing. Himself. It's amazing. Yeah. He's so fucking good in this movie. I was assuming in the first scene, I was like, okay, Ja Rule said no. <laughs> so they got Ludacris. And I was like, that's a that's a trade up. That's sure, a, that's a tick mark in I the also, wind column here. And then he's continually through the movie is just a solid dude. He is. He's great. He to me the thing that I I wrote Tyrese down with the caveat that he grew on me because initially, excuse me, initially I'm so excited about Ludacris. The earlier scenes with Roman Pierce are very. I didn't, monotonous they are, and They are, because bemoaning. I think that they had him in that box, and then when they let him go... And that's not him. That gave me bad flashbacks to another John Singleton movie with Tyrese Baby Boy mm. that I saw in theaters with my parents, which is still one of the op- most five awkward moments You sat between entire, them? Uh, Doesn't I, he have a sex scene in that movie? There is a graphic sex scene in that movie <laughs> that I got up and went to the bathroom. <laughs> Jerk one out? Because I... No, no, no. Because I was like, I don't want to sit in between my parents as a... 15-year-old boy, because I, again, height of me being like, I like films. So, like, I saw Boys in the Hood, probably on cable, and was like, this movie's great. And seeing John Singleton have another movie come out, and it getting all the buzz and publicity, I was like, can we go see this movie? And my parents were like, sure. (laughs) So they took me, instead of, like, what they would do very soon afterwards, actually might have been the last time. (laughs) <laughs> like, we went to an R-rated movie I wanted to see together, and we went back to Florida, they're like, no, nah, we'll just buy you a ticket, and we'll go see the, we'll go see Bringing Down the House. <laughs> yeah, there's, like, a graphic sex scene in Baby Boy where, like, oh, it's not Nia Long, I forget who the actress is, it actually might be Taraji P. Henson, I don't know, it's, like, her and Tyrese, and she's, like, asking, she's calling him, like, Big Daddy Dick, <laughs> I'm like... I gotta go get a drink. Uh, but in that movie, Tyrese is good, but he's not fucking he's not Ice Cube or Cuba Gooding Jr. Sure, sure. or Morris Chestnut or anybody else in, in Boys in the Hood. So that early part reminded me of the worst parts of Baby Boy. Whereas Ludacris, to me, 
is like through and through just a positive light. Yeah. And he carries a lot of the good parts of the movie just by being this engaged, entertaining person to watch. So that that would be my vote. I, I think I think I uh, know I, I agree with you. I think the Tyree stuff early on cost it. He's he's no, a solid number two. It's a good point. It's a good point. If I'm not mistaken, hold on. Is this Ludacris' second MVP? <laughs> I think it is. What other movie did we... I, th- I can't remember if he's the in MVP Crash? Crash I think not. he is. Can you check the list? Sure, give me one second. Let me pull it up. I don't have him on my list, but maybe I put him under Bridges. Hold on. I wouldn't have done that. I would have said Ludacris. Well, no. What, what was he billed as, though? I think he was just billed as Ludacris. Well, because in this, he's Chris Ludacris Bridges, and I think in Crash, he's Oh, no. Just... Michael Pena was the L- oh, MVP. Oh, that's a travesty. Because, you know why? Because of the cape scene. Yeah, That's why it was. It should have been Ludacris. All right, so Ludacris gets his first I MVP. I think he was... I was very excited to add Ludacris to this multi-time MVP list. And we still we still might throughout this franchise. We don't know. Uh, LVP. Jesus Christ, there are so many in this. Let's just go ahead and address it now. I don't think Paul Walker is ever going to win either one of these. Rest in peace, buddy. Just because there's always three or four people somehow worse than him and what he's got going yeah. on. I will say, this movie, the first one didn't do it, but this one made me a little uncomfortable with a couple of the driving scenes of him, based on what we know now and oh. like how it happened. Like a couple of times, he says something or things pan out. I was like, "Ooh, yeah. that hasn't aged well." Like art that, imitates life. Well, and that's or, and that's a yeah. drawback to me having never seen this movie without having that knowledge. Right, right. I'm always going to have those little moments when those things happen. Yeah. Um, but they're never as uncomfortable as his acting, so it's fine. Uh, I have three people written down for LVP. There is one, I think, that is should be a fucking slam dunk. But I will uh, say the two that I don't think it is, and then we could probably say the LVP together. Okay. Um, I wasn't a big fan of Devin Aoki, uh, Suki, I thought that I, I liked the character. I like the character, but I don't think that she. She's not an actress. Did enough, <laughs> right? Like, I, I, yeah. All of her line deliveries were line deliveries pretty were, painful. Were were painful. I didn't even like how she was driving the car. Like, <laughs> she wasn't believable. She wasn't. Right. She, she, she wasn't, wasn't believable. believable. In, I believed. In, in I believed world. like the anime thing that went err more than I believed her going err. <laughs> very true. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. Like, yeah. so, so no, I, I agree with that, but I, I did like the character. Like, yeah. the concept of that character, absolutely. I really liked. Absolutely. Uh, on the absolute flip side of that, James Remar, who is, like, probably the best okay. actor in the movie, is overacting Rating. to the hilt in this Rating. movie. Rating. And it sucks because he is a, he's a great, very, very bit part in Oppenheimer, because of course he does. So does Devin Aoki, for that matter. Totally kidding. Um, oh, Jesus Christ, I didn't mean to imply what I was implying there. You, Jesus Christ! You're an asshole. I totally did not mean what I what is applied there. I'm so sorry. You're an asshole. Uh, yeah, he's just overacting to the fucking hill. It's it's every single time in this movie and in the first movie we have to go to the police scenes. I'm just not in it. I'm not in it, and, and I, it's because I just didn't, of the actors that it are was in them. Super manic. Yeah, his portrayal, and I just didn't like it. It was, I, yeah. That I, said, it's still not him. Who's the LVP of the movie, Samantha? I think Say it's, it. 
Kohlhauser. Kohlhauser. It's he was is maybe awful. one of the worst villains I have ever seen in a movie. He he was really bad, and you know, and, and there was a lot of like. I I'm kind of glad that there was, it. I think for the most part there was always the scenes were always with him, Paul Walker, and someone else. I don't. Like, he was always in. Eva Mendes was always there. Yeah. So so I'm kind of glad for that because it's like. I would have, I don't know what I would have done. It's like vanilla talking to vanilla. Like, he was just so miscast. Not yeah. believable. Not compelling. Not, not scary. Compelling. He yeah. couldn't even fucking put a cigarette in his mouth without looking foolish. Yeah. There's a, just, no, sorry, cigar. Like, when he's soaking a cigar, this is going to be crass. It looks like he's trying to suck a dick. Yeah, but I just, uh, yeah. I, <sighs> he, I pray. So th- there are a few little pockets of things that I don't know because I do know that so many characters reappear or get reimagined or exist in this universe, I right? Hope. Or like characters, family members. Like I know in Fast X, Jason Momoa's character is supposed to be the son of a character that gets killed at some point in another movie. I, I don't think we've met that character yet. Well, what the fuck, but, man? Well, because it's in the fucking trailers. Um, well, don't fucking don't I spoil do it not for know. Me. Don't spoil it for me. I do not know if Carter Verone or Cole Hauser comes back, but I pray he does not because he makes it over two in this franchise in terms of villains, and I would find it hard pressed to fucking get any lower than him. Like, yeah, it I just, just it, he honestly. This is what he makes me think of is. In these movies, they will sometimes find, you know, the hot, possibly up-and-coming white guy to stretch role, be a bad guy. This is like a role that Val Kilmer would take in, like, 1986, before he got Top Gun. Yeah. Like, it's just so fucking miscast. And he, honestly, I think if you get even... A pseudo better actor in that part. This movie maybe goes up a point or two because, you know, him talking about torturing the guy with the rat and him trying to like intimidate Eva Mendez and intimidate Paul Walker, yeah. his character. You just don't buy into it because like he's just monotonous. Exactly. And I've seen that kind of, and it's like, it's not believable. It's like that Miami gangster. Yep. Like, that might make any sense. Because, like, I've seen that in real life and in other, like, you know, media portrayals. Yeah. And I feel like it's done so much better in other ways and stuff. And, yeah, I totally agree. It just, I was like, okay, who's this? Who's this motherfucker? Who's this dude? It was a full-blown. As soon as he he got in the, the movie, I was like, okay, is there something, like, wrong with him? Why he's being so... Like stiff, calm and stiff. And no, yeah, was just, was just, I, I was like, oh, okay, that's what? just him. All right, dude, cool, good for you. Sure, uh, okay, whatever. Mm. Uh, you gave uh, Fast the Fast and Furious a six, correct? Yes. So it's a five point seven five. Five point seven that five. one. I'm just trying to keep up here. Yeah, I yeah, I just really was not not a fan of of that and. I'm I'm right there with him. You know, the rat was a more compelling uh, villain to me in this 
fighting that rat, rat scene is really absurd. So they, they take a rat and they put him under... Uh, a metal like garbage can. Yes. On some guy's belly. And then they heat up the metal. And so the rat starts freaking out and starts biting the guy to get out. That's the stupidest thing you've ever said on this podcast. That's not... <laughs> yes, it is. I mean, take that as a compliment because you've had some pretty stupid opinions and stupid jokes. So you're just saying facts about the fast, too fast, too furious. Okay. You're so right. to take it, take it for what I it is. I take it. I take it. Anything else on this fucking piece of shit movie? No. Let me just make sure. It's just so Let me make sure. So much of what I have written down is just preposterous, absurd preposterous yeah Yeah. oh my gosh and then like the oddest thing to me we talked about it but i just want to reiterate like the oddest scene was like when the goons are driving with with um brian and roman Mm -hmm. and everything like they're threatening the needle like they're doing all kinds of shit like it's crazy and the guy just looks over to him and says you're a good driver and he's like thanks bro yeah it's like the oddest scene i was like is he gonna like be like, hey man, I'm supposed to kill you, but you know what? You're a good driver. Yeah. Pound it out. Yeah, like I, I was like, it just seems so unnecessary to like have that uh, in there. Incredibly and unnecessary. And I think that that sums up this movie. Like, well, because he was so adversarial up to that point. Sure, but this movie is so unnecessary. I mean, I have granted, right? We saw the first one. This is the second one. We saw the third one. Spoiler. This movie, nobody in this movie comes back for the third one. Correct, yes. Right? So, like, so, as of right now, this movie, to me, completely pointless. There's no tie-in. Up to this point, yeah, there's there's nothing, yeah. I don't know what's going to happen in the fourth one, the fifth one, et cetera, et cetera, but this is like spring break in Miami. Nobody wants to remember. Um, That was such, that was such a... Local TV station movie review closing line. <laughs> I mean, it's true. No, you're not. You're not lying. Uh, what's your score for Too Fast, Too Furious? I didn't like this movie. I thought it was not not good. But I did like, as we talked about before, like the action sequences of like the the car chases. The it is bri- well. It is well too directed of a movie for what it is. Yes, I agree. And like the the. The bridge car scene at the beginning, mm-hmm. I thought that was really good. And Ludacris does save this movie for me. When Tyrese gets to be funny and not stiff, saves this movie for me. I still didn't really like it, though. I'm going to give it a three. I was also giving it a three. Yeah. Like, like the, the, those performances saved it. Some of those scenes saved Too it. Too fast. More like three and I'm furious. That's another one of those uh, little closing... Can I revise? (laughs) Our marriage? (laughs) Yes. Everything about our marriage. Um, So, if up to this point we're like, okay, so nothing in this movie exists in this world, then you get to Tokyo Drift. (laughs) And then I'm real fucking confused. I... It's... Where are we? What are we? Well, we're in Tokyo. Who the fuck are we? Not right away. Not right away, no. But I'm like, what is happening so we got home improvement here. We got some bullies here. We got swerve after swerve. When the movie started, I saw him. I was like, 
Winter ba, 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 Win- ba, ba, Vroom. <laughs> also, it was weird because he's been in the news because apparently he just beat the shit out of his girlfriend recently. And it's yep, like, well. It made me real uncomfortable here. What you yep. talked about, Paul Walker? I experienced with this mm-hmm. uh, just now. Um, so, then the winner got. Before we get into specific scene things. So, this movie. Is bizarre. But in like the but best cool. way. <laughs> but 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 it was really cool. This, I I really liked this movie. I, I really liked this movie too. I really liked it, and, and it could this, be because of the acting. It's I don't think because of the story because the story is cock a bullshit. The story is the story is honestly okay. Probably, the story is okay, but there are some things that are like bizarre. Oh sure, yeah. I mean, drifting in itself, and some of the scenes are bizarre. But there is a direction and there is an idea in this movie, which I think you could argue the other two movies don't have. And I, I rest that solely on Justin Lin yes. and yes. his ability. So, but at the same time, I, I think that it takes, while that kind of moves up a level, the overall acting moves down a level. For this movie? For this movie. I disagree. A couple exceptions. I, I, but I have three MVP candidates here, and I have three LVP candidates. Okay, we're going to have to talk through that. Uh, now, the movie starts off auspiciously. We're like, oh, I get why this killed the franchise. Because you figure this movie didn't have any of the two principals because Vin Diesel was uncredited. Nobody knew he was going to be in it. Um, and the only reason he was in it was so he could get the fucking rights to the Chronicles of Riddick under from Universal so he didn't get paid. They basically did a swap of him being like... Appearing in this movie as a bonus for them giving that to him. Uh, this movie to this day is and will probably forever be the lowest uh, grossing movie in the franchise. And it was pretty critically lambasted when it came out. But in recent years, as Justin Lin took over the franchise and began to weave sure. these characters Absolutely. and these stories Absolutely. into his current Great. movie. Great. It has been reassessed, awesome. and I, I think maybe because of that, as I was watching it, I just kind of fucking got it better. It's sure. just, it just, it just resonates different for some reason. But it doesn't to start, because as you were building up to, the movie starts with this motherfucker who is at least 30. I was like, how old are we? Who are we? What are we? Where are we? Like, I, I didn't know I thought we were in college. I thought they were at LSU because they're wearing purple and gold. Yeah, no, high school, buddy. They're in high school in Alabama. And this guy, who I looked it up in his defense, he was 24. So, yes, he is still. That was the typical thing. Seven years older. Sure, but that was the typical thing. I mean, that happens. You know, Dawson's Creek, like that. that, I get it. Sure. But honestly, if I were to look at James Vanderbeek or uh, what the fuck's his name? Joshua Jackson. Joshua Jackson in those shows. They, they look accurate. Lucas Black looks like he's got six kids in this movie. <laughs> well, and and um, Zachary Ty Bryan does too. I yeah. see. So I think that's one of those Mandela effect things where I just am so used to seeing him as a kid. Right, right. Like same thing with Bow Wow. I think Bow Wow was probably age appropriate because you figure Bow Wow and like that was Mike. another swerve, man. Swerve Bow Wow in this. I didn't know that there was a rap 
icon in every single every one, every single one yeah, of these movies. Be. It's so ingrained in the culture. Um, I didn't know that. Other swerve, his name is Twinkie. Further swerve, everyone calls him Twink. Further swerve, they didn't know what that was going to mean. Uh, so it's very funny. The, score. It's very funny. Retrospect, Martin's like, it's funny that Bow Wow essentially is a Twink. It's just yeah, hilarious. Yeah. Uh, so I think because I'm just used to seeing Zachary type Brian as a child that I just didn't blink at the fact right, that right. he was still in high school. Right, us. So this was 17 years ago. Yeah, so he was he was age appropriate. Yeah. So I was like, like Mike was 02, this was 06, 05 or 06. Uh, this movie came out I think it's in 06. 06. Yeah, so four years of movie. Yeah, so he's like 16, 17. So the movie starts with, you know, them in high school, and already me being like, this guy's not a high schooler, but okay, we'll right, go for right. it. And they There's are, bullying. we are going to get a race for a woman. Right. But, Up to but, this point, we've been racing for pink slips, not pink clits, as I wrote in my notes. Because <laughs> she was, it was her idea. That's it what I said. That was her. She put her own self on the line. She what put a, her own butthole on the line. What? What? Because she's so what? tired of. She was tired of tool time. She wanted to get fucking uh, drool time. I don't know. I'm fucking talking about these fucking movies for an hour and 20 minutes. And I have another fucking four hours in my life, probably. This horse shit. I'm losing it already. So then they're, they're racing uh, between a woman. And she's getting battered, just like Zachary but, Ty Bryan really batters women now. But there's a passenger in the car. Like she, she's a passenger. Yeah, she didn't have to be in she the car. To be in the car and to be a part of the race. As this is all happening, we have to listen to Bob with the Bob in two thousand and six. Man, Limp Biscuit, man, they were age appropriate. And as this is happening, I was like, "Oh my god, I am in for a long hour and forty seven <laughs> minutes again." And, and then, honestly, that's the worst part of the movie. Like, yes, like, from that point. Yes. The, so, so where the movie shifts for me. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Where the movie shifts for me yeah. is, he, obviously, like they, they get a like. There's a big crash after this scene. Uh, this get, movie does up the crash. Like, sure, the does. previous movie did have like a guy get run over by a semi. Sure, essentially sure, but you don't really see it. But yeah, there's they, all there's kinds all of violence and, violence and crashes and, and, crashes and, stuff. and stuff. Yeah, but um, you know, they get arrested. They're at the police station. Sean's mom comes in. Immediately, everything changes. She's like, can I smoke in here? There's a no smoking sign. <laughs> I didn't see. <laughs> right behind the cop. And he's like, oh, yeah, baby, yeah, here. No wonder he didn't get jail time. <laughs> no wonder he acts the way that he does. No wonder he acts the way he does. <laughs> Every time he gets arrested, his mom blows the cop that arrests him. Well, because because the, the line was, I'm sure that there's something we can do. Can I smoke in here? And he's like, oh, yeah. And there's a no smoking sign over his shoulder, so... I thought this was going to take a big swerve into is this, the is this porn? pornography-esque. Um, but then, so that happens. Boom, he gets sent off to Japan. Fast and the Furious Tokyo dick. For whatever reason. Well, because his dad is in the military sure. there. He's not yet 18. I'm like, this motherfucker's at least 30 years old. So I have to ask. Again. So he goes, he goes to Japan. He doesn't speak a word of Japanese. Uh, then all of a sudden he speaks a lot of Japanese. <laughs> he learned it, picked up on it. Well, we're in those dumbass shoes. So he meets his dad. And his dad, when he gets there, has like a, a prostitute in the house. Was she a prostitute? Or was she just like Did a, you see her any other point in the movie? Fair point. 
Uh, did I see any of the women? <laughs> I think they're all prostitutes. She could have been a model. I don't know. Did, was it also implied that she was getting beaten by him? Because she had like a shiner or like a black eye, I thought. No. Now, granted, if she's a prostitute, that could come from anybody. No, she didn't. But, no, I think okay, that I was... Okay, I guess I just missed... Uh, she just had bad makeup shadow then. shadow or something. Yeah, okay. I want to be sure. I was like, why is he getting sent with his skeezy dad? <laughs> this guy's no better than his whore of a mother. I don't know. Um, all right, that, then then dude gets lost on the train. Well, we, all right, so so I so the like we talked about the and I don't want to go like beat by beat because we haven't done that for the rest of the movies. Um, I just want to talk about sexy eyes. So sexy eyes. He was just giving sexy eyes to everybody in this movie. So that's what I wanted to talk about. Uh, it's the sequel to Hungry Eyes, the song from Dirty Dancing, Sexy Eyes. So up to this point, also I'm like, sung by. Uh, oh no, it's the sequel to Betty Davis Eyes. What is it? I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Uh, up to this point, I'm like, man, this is just, this. We're getting worse, and we have so many more of these to go. But then the movie takes an interesting, like, little turn. Didn't put its blinker on though. Uh, where, like, some of the fish out of water stuff when he's at the school. Like, I like those scenes. They, I like how kind of respectful, and that comes from Justin Lin directing this yes, movie. Yes, yes. How respectful the movie is to. It's environment and the culture. Yes, I and, totally agree. I wrote that down and its too. Surroundings, like mm-hmm. he infuses himself in the movie and makes it interesting. So and, we're not in the middle of shitty LA, which we've seen a bunch. We're not in the middle of shitty Miami, which we've seen a bunch. We're in Tokyo, and we're taking a character out of their element as opposed to a character right. having to fit into an element that is a, of an interest to them. Yeah. It's him uncovering people. That have similar interests. Exactly. And that, and that makes the world of a difference. It really does. And I think, just like you said, like the, the respect that's paid to it, it really just, it puts you in there. And it's like, this is the experience I'd have if I was an army brat. And the fact that there were others, right, that yeah. were in that same situation, like it explained like, you know, why he's there, you know, all of that kind of stuff. I think it just did a really good job of... Of doing like the the um, land of misfit toys, you yeah. know, kind of thing. Like yeah, and then from I, there, I just thought it was done very well. As yeah, well. and then from there, land of misfit toys is perfect. He can't keep his hand out of the fucking cookie jar. Yep, and mm-hmm. gets entangled in you know what is naturally his skill and his interest, which is racing, and he gets in with the wrong, gets up against the wrong crowd, but. Somebody that's in that crowd has respect and recognizes it. And let's just get out of the way. Uh, oh my God. Fucking, is Sung Kang like the coolest dude on the fucking planet? The coolest dude on the We talked about it on planet. the Better Luck Tomorrow podcast way back when. That we gave him the MVP for this mo- that movie. And we he's going to get it for this one. Absolutely is. He, he's he, like, he's honestly like so... the Asian fucking... Paul Newman. Or he's fucking so James Dean. charismatic and cool and just oozes. I fucking He just love oozes. Him. He just oozes. He oozes. Like, it's just, he doesn't even do anything. That's the same thing about like tomorrow. Doesn't and I anything. love that they, that Justin Lin made that canon. So, a very, very high level overview for those of you that probably don't know what the movie is and aren't going to go back and listen to the episode. Because it might not even be available wherever you get your podcast because it might have been that long ago. Uh, it probably is on Arcade Audio, but not on Spotify or iTunes or anything else. Um, Justin Lin's first movie was Better Luck Tomorrow with an MTV Studios film um, from 2001, one, two, three, one of those years uh, that I saw back in the day and absolutely loved. It's about 
um, a group of smart Asian uh, high schoolers who start doing drugs and stealing test scores and getting involved with the popular crowd to stand out. Sun Kang's character in that is kind of this quiet, brooding, older brother figure that um, doesn't say much, but has this like ominous presence over, you know, everybody in the movie. Uh, that character is this character in the movie, Han. So they basically don't say it outright in this. There's like one question when uh, Sean's asking him like how he got here. He has a very, very general statement of like, mm -hmm. you know, I just kind of where I ended up, you know. Yeah. And I they retroactively retconned it to be that same character. And they did, I believe, a short film or some kind of featurette where Han meets up with Vin Diesel in Mexico. And that's how at the end of the movie, Vin uh, Dom reveals that Han was family. And the character was so popular. They brought him back. Well, but also, Justin Lin, when he took on the role. All right, we're going to get to the Jeopardy thing now, I guess. We have to, right? My <laughs> so, motherfucker. So if there's one thing you know about me. Well, let me, let me, let me preface it first. Let me preface it. So No, I was going to preface it. No, I'm going to preface it for the people in a different way. If for whatever reason you're listening to this and you don't want any further spoilers about what we're going to be talking about for a few weeks, unlike what Samantha already knows, maybe skip ahead a couple minutes because essentially we are going to talk about how the Fast and Furious franchise retcons and goes back in time, yada, yada, yada. So go ahead. So if there's one thing that people know about me on this show, I don't like spoilers I don't really like to watch trailers. Like, I'll watch, like, like you know, like, the initial trailer, but I don't like to get into, like, extended trailers, all no. that kind of stuff, right? Like, I like the experience mm -hmm. of doing it, right? Um, and so, like, I don't really know anything about these movies, except, like, the whole family thing and stuff like that. Obviously, I know, like, some of the actors and things. But, um, yeah, so we're sitting at the dinner table... The day we watched this movie. Not even, like two hours before. Two hours we watched before we watched this movie. And we're, we have Jeopardy on, which we never watch Jeopardy, but because there's nothing on right now, because we're waiting for Survivor to come back at the end of September, um, we just had Jeopardy on and fucking. There's a category recent movies. Recent movies. And it spoiled this movie and the future movies for me. I don't want to say it. Well, no, I mean, it's already implied. And again, if they're hearing it, we're just yeah. going to say it. So, so, so Han in this movie dies. His car explodes. His car explodes. He has an awful crash, and the car bursts into flames. And it is said that he is dead in the movie. The next movie we were about to watch, Fast and Furious, Han is in that movie. And he, and he proceeds to be a character. So the assumption is... That this movie... That this movie... Takes place after those. But it's not known initially. It's just assumed that they just retconned it. The character was popular from those movies. So Justin is like, well, we need to have some kind of a thread to connect the two movies. We'll just, that's just Han. That's just what it is. It wasn't until, and I could be wrong, it's either six or seven that it's then revealed that four, five, six, whatever, were all taking place before Tokyo Drift. And then but seven, then <laughs> seven took place at the same time as Tokyo so, okay. Drift. So so that that stinger happens at seven. 
Um, but then, in nine... <laughs> you find out! Han still is alive. So, he's dead, then he's not dead, then he was dead the whole time... Because that happened before. But then he's not dead because he actually is not dead because he is that fucking cool and popular. So what a mind fuck it is. Uh, Fucking bullshit. But that just goes so mean. So it sucks. It sucks that that got spoiled for you. Scott (laughs) Arell. He wishes he was as cool as Han. Um, No, I was referencing how he. No, I know the same for Ryan. Yes, but it just goes to show how good he is at what he does because of basically fan response. They've had to jump through these hoops to include him. That says something. And he does it here. This movie... I totally agree. This movie fucking shits, eats, lives, and breathes by just him. And it's just him being him and being cool and being a nice and being introspective and philosophical and I, I'm just all fucking about it. Particularly when you get the context of if you know Better Luck Tomorrow and you know what that character goes through in that movie. It is weird because in Better Luck Tomorrow his brother is played by Jason Tobin who is in this movie as a different character. <laughs> So He's weird. like the British, uh, not not the blonde haired guy, uh, that's part of uh, that's part of uh, DK's crew. The other kind of like mop top Liverpool looking dude. Yeah. Um. So that's a little weird, but he goes through so much with his brother in that first movie for him to get to this point and be where he is is really really cool to see. So he's the MVP of the movie by far, and that's where the movie takes off. Is him um, kind of te- trying to teach Sean the ropes of drifting after losing the initial race. And getting the and then just giving shit him this beat of, out of his car. Yep, and, and making him go on these like errands uh, and like working for him and taking him in because he doesn't want to stay with his dad because his dad's enforcing all these rules on his lifestyle and he's bringing him to all these models that are definitely having sex with him but he's underage and he's telling them they're underage but we'll just ignore that part. Um, even though he's obviously 25 years old. Um, it's it's a bit of a whirlwind, but it's always yeah. an entertaining, yes. enjoyable whirlwind. Yes. And then we get to the climax of this movie. Well, then, like, the Yakuza gets involved. And I'm always iffy because, like, that's, like, a very real thing. Like, <laughs> so there's, like... A, there's an entrenched uh, part of, like, wrestling lore to me in this movie in two ways. Number one... The concept of a gaijin is very much a thing in uh, Puresso or Japanese wrestling. There's always one or two established, and they're called gaijins, foreigners or, you know, Americans that hold upper spots in the company. That's what AJ Styles was. No, not Daniel Bryan specifically, but AJ Styles and Kenny Omega, Will Ospreay, um, not Americans, but, you know. Uh, Caucasians, if you will. Sure. Back in the day, it was Vader and Bam Bam Bigelow and Bruiser Brody. So for it being like almost kind of like a, a central theme of the movie of like outsiders in a world, you know, switching and changing things up was kind of weird. But also, the Yakuza was also very influential in <laughs> Japanese wrestling for decades. Um, and there was once a famous wrestling story where 
uh, in WWE, Tajiri was going to have a group that was very, very veiled Yakuza. And they had, like, a name for it that, like, kind of existed. And Tajiri's like, absolutely not. And Vince is like, why? And he's like, because we will get killed. It's <laughs> oh <my laughs> like, yeah. we have to, do we have to delete these overtones because the Yakuza will fucking find out they and will come and get us. Yeah. So that was interesting. But, like, when it gets heavy in that stuff, I get a little indifferent on the movie. But then it pulls me back in when, like, the shit kind of hits the fan. And it basically just hits the fan because John is just a fucking crazy person and just can't help himself yep. with this girl. Um, Neela. Neela. And they yeah, have this... go off the rails. Yeah, the movie goes off the rails a little bit. But then it pulls it right back. I think my favorite part of any of these three movies thus far um if i had to rank them number two would be the hijack scene in the fast and the furious my favorite moment was the the drifting through like the sea of people in in tokyo like i thought that was absurd Oh, I thought that was amazing. It was, it was absurd, of course, but like that's what I'm talking about. Conceptually absurd. The right conceptually absurd that exactly was what I want from this franchise. Because they established it early on of them standing yeah. on the balcony and just seeing the sea of people and talking about it and talking about their lives and talking about, you know, like, it's also mentioned earlier on, like, you, you can go so fast and the police can't catch you, yeah. you know, and, yeah. and they're having this street race in... The basically the Times Square of Japan. Sure. They run people over. They don't give a shit. The, but they don't touch a single person. And, and then, the way that it's slowed down and you see and it's that how mo- close I, they I, come. Yeah. I fucking love that. I will that. say it was way it was exciting. Way more exciting. Um, the races and all of that. They're just... It's just a cooler, it's just a cooler style one. of car and racing. Yeah, especially compared to the last one. Oh, yeah. Um, well, because the last one... Only really had two races. So let's break it down. The first movie had how many races? Quite a few. Uh, Probably the most of the franchise so far? Maybe four or five. Four or five? Sure. The second movie had... The one at the beginning. Two. Two, three. What's the third race? The When they went to race for the job and then at the end of the race. And then the first. Oh, race I wouldn't consider for the job a race. Okay, I guess I'll consider that a race. It was, because like, it was like a wedding yeah, race. Yeah, this one has... Uh, the race for the pussy. Um, I'm gonna make shirts. <laughs> race for the pussy. Oh six. <laughs> then you have the first drift race. Then you have um, he races. You don't see the whole race, but he but races. He races Morimoto. Yeah, races Morimoto. Um, not the chef. Then he races. Then they have. It's not a race, but it's a chase. Then they have the ultimate race. Yeah. Uh, for, so the, you know. there's there's okay. yeah there's there's quite a few, um, but I I felt like they were overall more exciting here. Um. But so that so that bit yeah, has Han's like quote unquote death, and it resonates because of how awesome that character is. Because you're like, oh fuck, this movie's not going to be as fun anymore. But everyone's reaction doesn't like warn it. Like Sean's like kind of stares at it, and then they're just out and about trying to figure out what to do to solve the situation of the yakuza. Um, but the character's so good that you're sitting here feeling sad about it mm-hmm. because. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's naturally undone, but thankfully it's not. <laughs> so that's just shows you how bonkers this this uh this is. But and I like that the movie finally hinges on a race at the end. 
because the other two movies don't really hinge. Like, Dom and Brian's race at the end of the first one is mostly just a dick-showing contest of, like, what they've been through. Like, that's not a real race. Absolutely. You know what I mean? The second movie doesn't end in a race. It ends in a chase. This movie, like, the, the, the climax, the point of the movie hinges on a race. If, a race down a mountain. If Sean wins, then this fucking dickhead Yakuza nephew has to leave. And vice versa. And then vice versa. And it, it makes it, it's it's good. They're stakes. It's weird they kind of, like, show, uh, maybe because they were scared of the Yakuza at the end, they're like, you guys are good. Like, the, the Yakuza's kind of nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah, it could be some of that. Like, Carter Verone was still going to kill Roman and uh, and Brian, even if they did the job. The Yakuza could have very easily been like, you won, congratulations, bullet. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, no, absolutely. Go, I mean, go like, about your honorable. lives, kids. They're honorable, though. Yeah. But um, I thought... Look, everybody, what year did this movie come out? 06. And Take Place is, took place in 06? So Take Place, I have no idea. I don't know what it technically... Everybody videotaping this with their flip phones? <laughs> so that's in be- Japan, the most, arguably the most technologically advanced country Japan in the world. Japan had cell phones in like 1952. I know. <laughs> They have the bullet train. They have like, you know what I I'm mean? I'm glad you said that because it's going to be very interesting now to see the technology that we see <laughs> over the next bizarre. four movies. It's bizarre to because me though. They everything, all have their flip phones out, videotape it. I'm like, what? Everything that we see. Noreen's phone doesn't videotape anything. My mom could very much watch this race on her current phone. <laughs> the... Next four movies are going to be very interesting. They will. Because they are all technically supposed to be happening before this movie. And I am almost positive those movies are going to have iPhones, all kinds of fucking technology. It's going to be wild to see that shit. Um, And then, yeah, then, then we get our first, like, the first time you really feel like, okay, Vin Diesel's on his trip is... Uh, he said Han was family, and he's got his like whole family thing down, and yeah, he's, oh, like, he's the, on it. The big bad bitch, you know. <laughs> he's not, but I, but, I'm, but gonna, I'm gonna buy Vin Diesel <laughs> sure, a barbecue <laughs> apron that says "I'm a big bad bitch" on it, <laughs> in the hopes that he wears it. Yeah. Um, but all that, like everything in between, there is just each movie has a good deal of camaraderie. Like I like, um. You know, I like uh, Bow Wow Twink in his, uh, his like, bootlegged ass and yeah. all of his connections with everybody. All the other little, um, like, parts of Han's crew and how they take Sean in. Like, it all winds up being different and fun compared to the other two movies, which are just predicated on stuff that I just didn't find interesting. I'd agree. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. Uh, so I already made Sung Kang the MVP. I had two others that I would consider that that were never going to win over Sung Kang. I mean, Sung Kang, I mean, by the end of this franchise, he might have like six of these fucking things. I don't know. I don't know like how prevalent he is in the other yeah, movies. we don't know. We don't know. But in this one. Um, there can only be one. I said the same thing. I'm like, Mike, I like Bow Wow as an actor. I, I think he has that same kind of charisma I'm, that Ludacris I'm does. I'm always surprised by his spunk in his in his charisma. Yeah. I mean, he may not be the best rapper, but, you know, he... He's also not the best actor, but he's... No, but I mean, he he tries, and he is convincing, and he, he's having fun. He's having a great time. He's yeah. happy he's getting a paycheck. Yeah. 
And the other one I have, um, for the first time in the franchise, I liked DK as the villain. I thought he was scary. I thought he was foreboding. I thought he had good anger. Yeah. He, I def- he, he, he definitely wouldn't be above the other two. But... He was absolutely a whack job. Yeah. You knew he was a whack job. Yes. And he, he played, played it with that, well. like, reserved whack jobness. Yeah. Like, he, it came out when it needed to come out. He gave the movie the necessary big bad to yeah. raise the I stakes. agree. I agree. Um, LVP. I still have a list. Who do, you, who do you have? Oh. Who don't I have? <laughs> so, um, I'll tell you one person who's not. I don't like the guy that played Morimoto. He was just very overacting, and he had weird hair. That's all I'm going to say. Look, <laughs> I wasn't sure what movie I was watching when he came on the screen. Um, <laughs> Who's that supposed to be? I don't know. Um, I thought... I thought the girl who played Neela was... Okay. No, she was so she was okay in the like the big confrontation scene but then, where she's going to DK after Sean took her on the date and was you know he was right in her face like talking about her mom and you know how she's gonna wind up the same way and he's like intimidating her. I thought she was okay in that scene. The rest of it, she was the first person I wrote down. She was just like she was just. All right. I'm not watching Whatever. the Fast and the Furious franchises for like solid female acting, unfortunately. What? But to me, at this point, she was the basement. I think she was probably yeah. the worst female actress up to this point. I just point. don't think she had charisma with either of the. I don't guys think she had charisma. She period. Post, she didn't have any chemistry with the people no. she was supposed to have chemistry with, and I felt anyone else could have been in that role, and it would have been just as good, if not better. So I'd be fine with her. I think we have to address Lucas Black. He, I, you know what I thought of immediately when he came on my screen and when he started talking. What? So, huh? No. It reminded me of it for whatever no, reason, I, 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 and it could just be because Jillian started just saying it for whatever yeah, reason. Because we were reading a, a book and it had solar panels in it, and I told her, "Hey, from now on, when, if we bring this up, say so, huh? Um, he has this like golly gee, Southern Alabama yeah, shit accent. His, but then he does doesn't it enunciate fit. fully, and uh, yeah, there's just something about him that I didn't it's connect one, with. It's one of the most baffling performances I've ever seen, because I think for the character, I think it works perfectly. I agree. But should that be? <laughs> like, like, yes! I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Because we only have, the only thing we have to base it off of is essentially Paul Walker. And Paul Walker is not that. Paul Walker is not like a hayseed. Right. Paul Walker is a That's fucking you know was. a cop. This guy's this guy's a brash hayseed who just doesn't know when to fucking quit. Yes. And every time he has to make a declaration or stand up for somebody, it's like, boy, you sound dumber than hell. But it still kind of fits and works. It's so weird. It's super weird. Every time he, he had a scene, I was like, God, he's terrible. But I'm like, or is he kind of brilliant as this character? Right, like I can't tell. So that makes me kind of think we should go with Neela. Uh, yeah, I feel like we have to because he was he was like an enigma in this role. And like there were some scenes where I was like, oh God, this guy's a piece of shit. But then there were other scenes where I was like, 
All right. There's, I believe it. When he would come to a scene, I'd be like, oh, God, yeah. do we have to deal with this horse shit yeah, yeah, again? Yeah. But then it would happen, and I was like, well, okay, I guess, yeah, no, I mean, it, I guess it, it makes believable. sense. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, okay. It's like, I'm saying, it's right. perplexing. Right. No, I totally he agree. Flummoxed me. <laughs> I totally agree. All right, so we're going to give the LVP of the movie to Natalie Kelly. Or Nath- I was confused when you have an H in like names when you shouldn't have it. She's, uh, oh, she's Australian. I saw she was born in Peru. I'm like, wait a second. They just made her randomly Australian? <laughs> she's, she's a Peruvian Australian, which that's a, that's a mix. That's a, that's a weird thing there. Um, so yeah, so we'll give it to her. And of course, Sun Kang is the MVP of the movie. And it'll be his second MVP of all time. And, uh, yeah, that's, uh, Tokyo Drift. This movie's reputation I knew more of the negative reputation before, like, as the movie started and I was starting to do my little research on it and I saw, like, how revisionist history within the context of the franchise had given people a different, uh, different mindset for this movie. Mm-hmm. Makes perfect sense to me now. But even still, like, if I would have, if in 2007 or eight, it's like, I'm going to watch the current Fast and the Furious franchise as it stands. I think I would even in that moment before the other ones still like this one more than the other two. I think I agree with you. It's not by like cuz that's like that's I didn't kind of how love I, this movie. That's kind of how I'm watching it. Well, no. I no. I, I agree, yeah. but it was I think more fun than the others. It it visually was great. It was well directed. This is solidly okay. Justin Lin. I yeah. hate I'm looking forward to the next few movies because of his influence, but I don't like that he has essentially wasted his career doing. I'm sure his bank account is fine with it. But yeah, I, figure, I don't think you need to worry about Justin Lin, buddy. He did after Better Luck Tomorrow. He did fucking Annapolis, which is I sure that uh, I think that's a weird like war movie with James Franco and Tyrese and Jordana Brewster. Wow. Um... That's how he got him to come back for the next... So he did Drift through... He didn't do Fate of the Furious. Who did Fate of the Furious? That's interesting. Fate of the Furious was... Oh, F. Gary Gray. Who did... um, He's in a bunch of Denzel movies. He's a former rap director. He did Straight Outta Compton. Okay, so he's he's confident enough. Um, And then he did Star Trek Beyond, which we liked. That's the third Star Trek movie, um, which mm, makes mm-hmm. which makes sense. And he uh, famously uh, left Fast X because he finally, just, I think, could just not deal with Vince bullshit anymore. <laughs> which, by all accounts, is through the roof by the time we get to that one. But we don't know that yet. We'll learn more about that in two weeks. Um, oh, gosh. Yeah, because so we're going to have to, when we come back from Miami, we're going to have to watch whichever one of the soul movies we're going to do. And then over the next, basically, ten days, just every night, just knock out one of these movies. But I'm kind of excited for it now. I mean, I'm I'm in a much better... I was not excited after the second one. I was like, oh, motherfucker. After the first one, I was like... I was like, all right, I can maybe... I was a little exasperated because I was like, man, I have to do this nine more times. And then the second one, I was like, fuck that. I was like, oh, this is not And then the third one, I was like... The third one, I was like, okay. Yeah, I can do this. Let's go. Especially if it gets better from here. I will say, 
that uh, looking at the franchise page on Wikipedia, I do believe critically the worst reviewed movie from Rotten Tomatoes is the next one, <laughs> Fast and Furious. They didn't cool. figure it out until Fast Five. Fast Five, that's the thing that's why Fast Five was so like regarded. Like it made like decade end top ten list because it just came out of nowhere of like, okay, there's no reason why now on this one it's like, hey <laughs> we figured it out. Um what are you giving Tokyo Drift? Um I mean I think I liked it the best of the three. I did as well. And so I'm gonna I'm gonna give it I gave the first one a six. I'm gonna give this one a seven and a half. Wow, I didn't like it that much. I liked it a lot. I gave the first one a five and a half. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna give this one a six and a half. So it'll be a seven, right? Because you said seven and a half. Yeah. So a seven for Tokyo Drift, which honestly, like I never would have guessed. Never would have guessed because I would have thought this would have been the least, the least. Well, cause it's successful. It's just one, the one that's so opinion. far removed from my mind of of what. Right, but I think happen. that that is what's necessary to do like a reset kind of thing. Well, I was even making the joke to Rich, and I I, I honestly don't remember because I was always in a, a stupor when we were talking about this in Chicago recently. But I was like, man, yeah, I'm gonna have to fucking sit through Tokyo Drift, and I feel like he was like, hmm. you know, just, just kind of wait and see. I could be totally wrong, but I feel like it's kind of yeah the uh, the gist of everybody. So here, here. Uh, well, that's been an hour and 51 minutes on the first three movies. Uh, we're good. The next one's going to be two hours plus probably because we have so much to tackle on the next one. Everyone back. Then the movie gets good. Then The Rock is there. Then Paul Walker fucking dies. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm starting to second guess doing all four movies on the next one, but we're going to, we're going to blow it out. We're going to do two, two. No, it's too much. We're going to, uh, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe we'll do two and then two and then we'll just have to maybe we'll do see. it like that. We'll, we'll see how the schedule goes. But for now, thank you for listening to this episode of Married Movies. We encourage you as always go to arcadeaudio.net for this podcast and the others on our network of shows. Rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get this podcast. Patreon.com slash arcadeaudio for bonus content. Make sure you're going to facebook.com slash marriedmovies at marriedwmovies on Twitter. Marriedmovies at gmail.com. Let us know what you think of the show. For me, at your host, Malt38 on Instagram. For you, at Jam with your Sam. Also, for me, my retro wrestling diary, arcadeo.net slash podbloggle. It's on another little hiatus because I'm too busy to fucking sit down and figure it out. So, uh, yeah. If you want to read all the old ones, they're there. Enjoy. Uh, be on the lookout for possibly some future podswoggles coming up at the end of the month, beginning of September. And. Yeah, I think that's it. Is it? I'm just living my life a quarter mile at a time. I get it. Quarter mile at a time, that's what, like two blocks? No, quarter mile is... I have no fucking... Who the fuck you asking? It's a quarter of a mile. So it'd be... So be I don't know. How long is the walk quarter... to her school? Is her school a mile away? No. And it's to the end of the street. <laughs> her school is not a mile away! Look, I don't know, We man. walk there. Sure. It's like five minutes. Not even. I can walk a mile in five minutes. I can't do anything. Round five trip. Hold on. I'm literally gonna look this up. Round I mean, I, mean trip. I walk it a lot. I can tell you. Let me look at my steps. How many steps I got? Round trip. Her. It's a minute walk. Yeah, but how? It's three hundred and thirty-one feet. How long's a mile? A um, mile is five thousand two hundred eighty feet, I believe. Echo. How many feet are in a mile? One mile is five thousand two hundred eighty feet. Oh, that, that, a quarter of a mile. 
1,300 feet. Yeah, so it is so 1,300 feet divided by 331. It's a quarter of a quarter of a mile. A quarter of a quarter of a mile. That's how <laughs> I live my life. For mullet. <laughs> Signing out for this week's episode of Married with Movies. We'll catch you next time on our couch. Slash the movie. You live your life a nickel at a time. <laughs> no, a quarter of a quarter of a mile. A quarter of a quarter is a nickel. No, that's not true. Yes, it is. No. No, it's not. No, a fifth of a, n- a quarter a is a nickel. A fifth of a quarter is a nickel, you dumbass. I only think I said he's once. <laughs> and I got a degree. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.